This Torah Shior is dedicated Li'iloi Nishmata for the elevation of the soul of Hana Anet Bat Mazal Umoshe. May peace be upon her. The sound of the Shofar is the sound of love. Rabbi Ashlag, in the Peirusha Sulam, his great commentary on the Zohar, teaches that during the 12 months of the year, we work on the Tikkun of the Malchut. That is, we work on letting go of our wills to receive for ourselves alone and coming into ways of giving unconditionally, which are in affinity of form with the Creator. In this way, we do the Tikkun of the Malchut, the Shekhinah, which is our collective soul, from the beginning of the year till the end of the year. But since this Tikkun is not yet complete, each year at Rosh Hashanah, we start the cycle again to rectify what is still left in the Malchut to be completed until the Gemara Tikkun, which is the complete redemption. So this is why on each year on Rosh Hashanah, the world returns to its original state. The Zohar teaches that on Rosh Hashanah, the world returns to the state that it was on the fourth day of creation, when God created the two great lights, the sun and the moon, whose spiritual equivalent roots are the Zerampin and the Malchut. At this time, the great light of wisdom, the Or de Chochmah, the very light of creation itself, was present in the world. But such a great light of Chochmah cannot be used by the Malchut. The Malchut is the collective soul from which all the souls of man receive their light. And the souls of man cannot receive such a great light directly. This fact is retold in the Midrash as a little parable. The Midrash says that the moon accused, saying two kings cannot rule with one crown. Whereupon God said to the moon, Go and diminish yourself. Now by Ashlag, the great Kabbalist, teaches that this was not a punishment, but a solution. By reducing itself and now receiving its light through the medium of the Zer'anpin, who we call HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Holy Blessed One, the Malchut, the collective soul, can now obtain the covering of the light of loving-kindness. With this clothing of loving-kindness and compassion, the Malchut can receive, albeit a lesser amount of the light of Chochmah, but it can receive it in a safe way that is useful for us. The inner meaning of this Midrash is that the great light of Chochmah cannot be given to the lower created beings including ourselves, unless it is first clothed with the light of loving-kindness, the light of chasadim and of compassion. As the world returns to its former state, every Rosh Hashanah, we find that this huge light of God, the light of the Or de Chochmah, returns to the world. If we were to receive this light directly, we would receive it for ourselves alone. And this is the problem. It would cause huge separation between ourselves and the Creator. By wrapping it 
in the soft and precious light of compassion and loving kindness. We allow it to be given to us. This clothing with the light of loving kindness is what we give when we sound the shofar. The sound of the shofar is the voice of Bina, the sphira of unconditional giving, the sphira of love and compassion. When we sound the shofar, we connect with love and forgiveness and bring compassion into the world, not only for our own selves, but for all the world. We may certainly ask the question then, why is Rosh Hashanah, and particularly blowing the shofar, associated with repentance? The Hebrew word for repentance is tshuva, meaning returning. And I think the answer lies in the idea of an opportunity. If we're sitting in a room at twilight, with no other light other than the dim light of the fading day, we can feel quite comfortable in our surroundings. It's true that all may be dim and faded, but we don't notice anything wrong. Only if somebody comes into the room and switches on a strong electric light do we suddenly notice details. The tablecloth is dirty. Maybe the carpet is torn. We notice that something was spilt on the floor and not mopped up. And suddenly we don't feel comfortable. We feel ashamed. When a strong spiritual light comes into the world, it has the potential of showing us our own dirt. Seeing our own mistakes can certainly throw us off balance, makes us sad and makes us feel unworthy. Having these feelings don't help us do any better. They simply add to our feelings of impotence, of unworthiness. But God gave us the mitzvah of sounding the shofar. And this is the compassion of repentance. When we look back on our lives, or just on this past year, we may see words spoken in haste we wish we could take back. Maybe we got caught up in thoughts of bitterness or despondency or hatred. Maybe we see actions we wish we hadn't done, or that we'd done differently. And yet, how can we undo what is now a reality? Rabbi Moshe Chaim Lutzato looks at this question in his great work, Misilat Yisharim, the path of the righteous. Repentance is given to people with absolute loving kindness, so that the rooting out of the will that prompted the deed is considered a rooting out of the deed itself. When contemplating this sentence, we see that Rabbi Lutzato distinguishes between the desire that caused us to do the deed in the first place and the actual deed itself. Where did the desire to do a sin come from? Rabbi Ashlag teaches that the source of all our wrongdoings is our will to receive for ourselves alone. We want to receive some pleasure, or we think we'll derive some pleasure for some act or a word, but such a pleasure comes on the expense of someone else's pain or discomfort, or it's a pleasure that causes us to be separate from the Creator. If the world was to be created only in the light of din, strict rule or judgment, we would never be able to complete our lives. Because our will to receive for ourselves alone is an essential part of our makeup as human beings. And we come down to earth 
in order to correct this will to receive and bring it into the framework of holiness. Nevertheless, being human, we all make mistakes. We fail to do what we should and we miss the mark. But the Midrash tells us that before God created the world, he created tshuva, repentance. With a strong, clear light that comes into the world on Rosh Hashanah, we can ask to see the roots of our wrong decisions, decisions that have hurt ourselves and others, and through the great call of the shofar, we can come to a true returning, to our true and essential self. One of the problems is, is that very often, the true roots of our wills to receive for ourselves alone are also covered from us. The Torah says in the Psalms, Tiku b'chodesh shofar b'kese le'yom hagenu. Sound the shofar at the time when the moon is covered, on the day of our feast. The moon refers to the malchut. The Zohar states that this covering of the malchut happens because the Sitra Acha strengthens and covers the Malchut, who then does not shine with light. And when it does not shine, it is thus filled from the side of strict judgment. And then all the world is in judgment, the higher ones and the lower ones. And a cry goes forth from all the firmaments, ready the throne of judgment for the master of all who wants to judge. If we were to translate this Zohar into our own everyday language, it would be telling us, I think, that our soul, which is part of the Malchut, is hidden from us by our own wills to receive for ourselves alone, which together with those of the rest of humanity make up the Sitra Achra. Rabbi Baruch Shalom Ashlag teaches that even though we in our soul want to come back to our wholeness, our own will to receive ourselves alone really doesn't want this to happen. It knows that if we even knew the root of our separation from God, we would act to come back to God. If we do Torah mitzvot, even with mixed motives, we will come back. Because inside each one of us, we also have our soul, which is part of the Malchut, which wants to come back to its source. So one of the functions of the Sitra Achra, which is our collective will to receive for ourselves alone, is that it actually covers up the source of our own pain from us. And this is the source of the judgment. It's not God judging us. It's the judgment with which we judge ourselves and others. We judge ourselves and others because we don't understand the roots of our own pain or that of others. We don't understand where our mistakes are coming from and why we say or do actions that hurt ourselves and those close to us, even though in our heart of hearts we really don't want to. One of the great effects of wrapping in the clothing of understanding and compassion for ourselves and others, which we bring into the world through the sound of the shofar, is that we get the wisdom and the courage to look and see what is wrong, so we can uproot the source of our separation from God. Rabbi Ashlag wrote to his closest chevruta, Rabbi Moshe Mordechai Schultz, on receiving a letter in which Rabbi Moshe expressed his sorrow over the sins and defects he had discovered within himself, I don't at all feel these pains that you feel, 
On the contrary, I'm glad and rejoice over the same defects that are revealed and becoming obvious. I mourn for and regret those defects that have not yet been uncovered and yet may still be revealed. For a defect that is still hidden is beyond hope of rectification, it's beyond hope of tikkun, but it's coming to light is a great salvation from God. For this is a general rule, a person cannot give of anything that he doesn't have within him. And if the defect would be to revealed now, there is no doubt that it would be completely uprooted. Only it was hidden. And the Zohar continues, There is the secret here, and this was shown to us in the wilderness. Why does this, the highest judgment, awaken on this day? It is because all the inner meanings and all the precious holiness are dependent on the Malchut. And the highest Malchut is called Olam Haba, which is Bina, from which shines all the candles in all holiness and all the blessings come to the Malchut. Bina is the sphere of love and compassion, of unconditional giving, of faith in God and in each other and in ourselves and in our own inherent worthiness. The sound of the shofar is the voice of Bina. And the Zohar continues, And when the time has come to renew the holy blessings that they should shine, it needs to oversee all the tikkun of all the worlds in order to renew the blessings and of the holiness and all the tikkunim to sustain all the worlds. And these go up from the created beings through their good deeds. And if their deeds are not good, then the Malchut stands and does not shine until the wicked acts are separated from the righteous acts and thus the judgment awakens. If we put this into our own words, this piece of Zohar says that when we can see what our motives behind our actions are, we can see more clearly in which way they led us into our mistakes. We can see and divide and separate which motives were good and trustworthy and which were faulty, and over which we can be truly sorry. The Zohar continues, The Sitra Achra gets stronger and accuses, and wants that these wicked acts be given to him, as it is written, and he researches every purpose. And this force gets stronger, and covers the moon, so that it does not shine. When we first discover our own negative acts, we may fall into sadness or despondency. This, indeed, is the strengthening of the Sitra Achra, because it's placing all the blame on ourselves, and that actually is denying the fact that God himself is the master of the universe. By blaming our own selves, we deny that ultimately all deeds are done by God, and everything happens according to his will. Our fault lies in that we didn't ask for his help. When we blame ourselves, it is hard for our soul to shine. The Zohar continues. So why does God not hand over the wicked acts into the hands of the accuser? It is because God does not want to destroy the work of his hands. The Sitra Achra is a very hard keeper, and we cannot break it, except through the advice that the Holy Blessed One gives Israel, in which he says, Sound the shofar on the day when the moon is covered to break the klippah with which the malchut is covered because she is covered and does not shine. 
And so Israel awakens from below to sound the shofar. And this sound goes out from the shofar and hits and breaks open firmaments until it reaches that hard core of the Sitra Achra that is covering up the Shekhinah. And the shofar brings forth the loving kindness and the mercy until that hard core of the Sitra Achra is confused. And then judgment passes from the Malchut and mercy is awakened to the Malchut and mercy meets mercy and mercy is awakened both below as it is awakened above. When we look upon this passage from the Zohar, we see it's giving some very sage advice. When we first stumble upon our own mistakes or we discover the hardships of our childhood and realize what they meant in terms of the roots of our wills to receive for ourselves alone, or we look at relationships in our lives that could have been happier, we find that sadness and despondency strengthen within us. We wish we'd known things. We wish we'd done things differently. But the Sitra Achra wants us to use this sadness to take us away from God. We need to feel the sadness that we're separate from Him. By applying the balm of loving kindness, use the loving kindness to bring us back to God. We need to remember that his thoughts are not our thoughts and all happens and unfolds according to his will. So what is the Holy Blessed One telling us to do? He's telling us to sound our own shofar. He's telling us to blow our own sound of compassion for ourselves. For it is with love to ourselves and with compassion and mercy that will enable us to have empathy and love and compassion for others. It is this that will give us the courage and the love to undo the roots of our own suffering and then turn and help others also and thus be able to return wholeheartedly to God who from his perspective we've never left. May we all be blessed with a sweet, complete and happy new year. Amen. This audio recording is brought to you from Nahorah School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Yehudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Nahorah School online. Details at www.nahorahschool.com or www.nahorahpress.com.